Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, family. This is Mama Seven. I am so glad to be with you at the People's Black Panther Party. We are working. This is Big Mama's house. So glad to be joining you. I'm Big Mama Seven. Joining us, I have Big Mama Makita. I'm about to jump her on the line real quick. Love and light family. How are you doing? Uh, Absolute, absolute. How's everything on your side? Every day above ground is a good day. <laughs> Another day to learn. <laughs> Another day for lessons and blessings. Okay, so that's right. That's right. Everything. I'm acclaiming as a blessing, or I'm acclaiming as a lesson. Either way, I that's have right. To do this. Either way, mm-hmm. we have to do this. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I-, I love doing this Big Mama show, and one of the reasons why, many reasons why. I mean, I love vibing with you. Me and you, we work on so many different aspects together. I absolutely adore it. But we get to come together once a month and fill in this gap that's missing in our community. In our community, we used to have big mamas. And that's true. for the record, you weren't record, you weren't related to big mama. I don't know how many of us were actually related to her, you know, but it didn't matter. You know, she was related to us. You know, she worked with us. She she made sure we were good, and she took us as family. So whether you were related or not by blood, you were, you know, you were family. Last week, we had a dynamic show. Last month, we were talking about supporting each other. So critically yes. important. There's not enough support <laughs> very, very. in our communities. Not enough. There's just not enough. We need more. We need to get in the habit of asking for more. We need to get in the habit of providing more. Um, we've been turning a blind eye for too long. And, you know, one thing about Big Mama, she was brave. She didn't turn a blind eye on nothing. She didn't turn no cheeks. She did not, you know, mix words. She was very direct with you. You know, you know, certain conversations they have in the kitchen, and then sometimes she's like, well, why don't you step outside on a porch? You know, and then you knew you were in some trouble. But no matter if you were in trouble, she loved you, but she had to correct you. She couldn't let you just be in trouble like that. So, that's you know, right. this is a real asset that's missing out of our community. And I'm just so glad that Mama Makita makes time out of her schedule, out of her big mama responsibilities at her house to come and to, to love up on some other folks that may not have access to that and to talk about some things that are affecting the African-American dynamics. There's so many things, so, so many things. So we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Even if it's uncomfortable. Especially if it's uncomfortable. (laughs) Especially if it's uncomfortable. (laughs) Sometimes those are the best conversations because it is uncomfortable. Yes. Because we have to turn that yes. mirror and face ourselves. Yes. And just be realistic yes. about what we are doing and what we're not doing in the areas yes. that we can move forward in and improve. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing I like about doing radio with the People's Black Panther Party is you get a nice variety of uh, radio programming. Because once a month we have uh, Chief War who comes on. And he's going to give us our scientific understanding 
uh, the dysfunctions of this, this. He's going to give it to us, okay? He's going to break it down economically, socially, um, psychologically. He's going to do it, okay? Then we have political education with the chairman who's going to take kind of our current topics and, and really what does that mean to us? What does this mean to people every day, conscious, vote, whatever you want to call it, but people that care about what's going on around them and people who care about people like us. So, you know, we get that political education every other week with um, Chairman Yanga. Wonderful. But then we have these conversations. I, this is the heart-to-heart conversation, okay? This is when the mothers of the party kind of sit down and have these conversations that we got to have. In the middle of the political environment, yeah, but you still got to come home and deal with this. You know, in the middle of trying to correct some of what still exists from um, Willie Lynch, some of the things that still exist from, you know, hundreds of years of of slavery, Jim Crow, um, some of the intentional, you know, incarceration, and all all of that, all of that. After that, you still got to come home. You still got kids. You still got responsibilities. You still got all of that waiting for you at home. So you out here fighting the world, look, I support you in it. You out here pumping your fist, good, great. Somebody's got to. But when that is over, when the rally is over, and it will be over, when when this demonstration is done, when we're finished doing this, that, or the other, whatever, you still have to come home. This is Big Mama's house here. These are all the issues that are waiting for you in your very own house. These are things that we got to talk about in our community. These are the people that we send our kids off on a school bus with. So if it's not in your house, mm-hmm. it's in your neighbor's house. So all of that is wonderful, needed, necessary. But this stuff here is just as important. Because if you don't have a stable home, a stable home life, I don't know how many of them rallies you're really going to get to. I don't know how many demonstrations as well as, as as much as we need to demonstrate and educate and program and reprogram and all that other good stuff. Don't, I'm not glossing it over. It's important. But at the end of that, you need to come back here and take care of this business. And so that's what Big Mama does. We talk about these issues in the house. We talk about domestic violence. We had to talk about the baby mama drama. You know, we, we, don't hesitate. You know, this is what, because I want you to be, because when you're successful at home, you can conquer that world. I promise you. If that home's not in order, you are hot air talking. Sorry. So let's, let's get to this so that we can have some Sorry, but not sorry. Somebody sorry, needed to hear that. Sister. but not sorry. <laughs> sorry, but not We have sorry. to practice what we preach. Absolutely. It's just that simple. Absolutely. And I'm here to set you up for it. Oh, I'm here to mm-hmm. help. I'm here to teach. I promise you I'll hold your hand if you need me to. I, we can do all of that. But I can't have you thinking that you're ready and you're not. Again, mm-hmm. sorry, but not sorry. Um, today we're talking about us versus them. That's a wonderful topic. And I know you're like, <laughs> Mama said it. <laughs> What? Who's us? Us is us. And who is them? Unfortunately, we're also them. Okay? But we don't realize it. <laughs> we don't realize it. No. We, we, we'd rather... We'll realize call, it tonight. 
I wouldn't be doing my service if I didn't, okay? <laughs> I wouldn't be doing what I'm supposed to do if I did not educate you properly, okay? I need to tell you who us and them is so I can let you okay. know you fighting yourself. Fighting yourself, you're always going to lose. You might always win. Hey, I won this. Yeah, but what did you lose in the process? Your dignity, your self-respect. Well, I mean, what? come on. Oh, oh! You stepping on toes early. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you know that's usually your job. I, I thought if I was going to get one or two, I had to grab it early. Okay. <laughs> it is fine. There are enough toes to step on. The difference is we'll help you. You know, we'll give you something to soak your feet in when we finish. Let me. Oh, so, man, but for right now, you know, we gotta step on it. Yeah, 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 because we love you, okay? We, you know, and that's one thing about, mm-mm-mm. all right, just a little sidebar, and then I'm going to get back on topic. The love of a woman will carry you so far in life. My goodness, women are fantastic, okay? Not only will they help you after your toe has been stomped, but they will turn around and help rub it out for you, okay? That's the love of a woman. Mm-hmm. So when a woman is talking to you, a grown woman, not no child, okay? Not okay. not somebody trying to be cute or whatever, whatever. I'm talking about a real woman. Understand um, that she's going to help fix whatever the problem is. So don't be afraid of her bringing you a problem because she's going to help you fix it. So that's one thing I can mm. tell you about the love of a woman, okay? Okay. <laughs> She's going to help mm. you fix it. So you ain't got nothing to worry about, all right? And we so, might feed you, too. You might get a, some cake, look, some tea, right. <laughs> or a full meal. A nice town cake <laughs> and some tea, some sweet tea. Lord have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. But, yeah, that that's Big Mama's house, you know, so that's how we can say what we say because you know we're saying it out of love. That's how you know we can work and build on everything that we're working and building on because that's out of love, all right? So so mm-hmm. take it with a grain of salt and, and with, with pen and paper if you ask me. But take it and so that you can be that's a better right. person on the other side of it, okay? Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we got to break down this us and them, okay? In our community, we got too much division, period. We have so much division, that, and I have no idea how someone, we're not even the majority minority anymore. How in the world did we get this divided? How in the world are you divided in 10 different kinds of ways? You know, we we find ways to divide ourselves religiously. We find ways to divide ourselves with some of us got education, some of us don't. Some of us, you know, I don't know how social economics, how we had to come up with, you know, we don't talk to those on the other side of the railroad track. You know, I, I don't know how in the world our community got so divided, but this division is killing us. Plain and simple. Whoever devised this division, whoever devised this, is killing us, and they're being, they are intentionally successful in it. 
So we have to stop with the us and the them. I was having a conversation with a, a comrade of mine last night, and he said, well, maybe if we if we blow this up, they're going to care. I said, who's going to care? We will care or they will care? Them. I said, there is no them. It's only we. Okay, well, what about this? If we do this, then they'll. I said, who? Who's going to care? They are? Yeah. There is no they. It's only we. And so his brother had about 15 different violent scenarios. And I'm sitting here like every single time I'm like, okay, so who who has to pay for that? Who who is that going to hurt? Who's going to pay the bill on that? Them. Okay, are they them brown? Yeah, they are us. Then we're hurting ourselves. You want me to co-sign on us hurting ourselves? Are they brown? Okay. Mm -hmm. Did they have they suffered the same traumas through slavery? that my ancestors have suffered one way or another, whether they're from the north or the south, whether they were light-skinned or dark-skinned, did they suffer the same understandings? Yes? Okay, so that plan's not going to work. Well, how am I going to hurt them? I said, when you realize there is no them, then you'll come up with a plan that's going to be successful. You are them. And And then the conversation changes. There is no them, folks. There's no them. There's only us. And we have to find ways to see us. I know there's differences. I'm not blind. But we have to begin to understand their traumas and dramas formed from the same traumas and dramas that we have. We may have had a different solution, but it's still us. We're still us. They're still brown people. They're still struggling. Is it going to, on the news when they report it, is it going to look bad? Are you going to feel some side of the way like, dang, how'd they get to be black? That, that's us. That's us. You have to let go to them. Because that's an imaginary, that's an imaginary repercussion of Willie Lynch. And don't call me talking about is Willie Lynch was real and not real. Oh, there was some no one way named Willie Lynch. It was William Lynch. Don't don't call me with that. Don't call me with uh, the details of it. Let me call me when you begin to understand how far and how damaging that document was. Don't tell me it was signed on a Thursday and not a, a, a Monday like everybody says. I don't care when it was signed. What I care is the impact that it had and is still currently having on our communities. So skip me with all the details. I need to know the effect of it, the impact of it. And the impact has been horrible. So, tell me about those big It's storming a little bit here, so if we get disconnected, I'll call back okay. in. Okay. I just wanted to give you all a heads up and have my apologies for that. (laughs) And what was your question again, please? What are the divisions that you've seen? How are we how are we comfortably how are we comfortably talking about them? And where who do you see as the them? (laughs) 
it, there are so many unnecessary divisions. And just yes. as you stated previously, with the Willie Lynch letter, regardless of whether you the validity of the letter, whatever level you are on that, that's on you. Yes. But what is outlined in there is very true and very real. You still have color complexes in certain areas, and I'm sitting here like, oh my goodness, we still and you still have the as you may I mentioned earlier, the educated brother and sister against the brother that's not, you know. Then you have those like, you know, I'm street smart. I don't need this or I don't need that. Instead of us working together to achieve the common goal. I mean, life has showed me time and time again, you'll have people that disagree on everything, on 99.9%, but they will come together on that 0.1%, which is that they don't like you. They will come together on that 0.1% against us, and we still won't accept it for what it is. That's right. I do believe that we innately want to see the best in people. That goes back to our spirituality and runs deeper, 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 you know. And innately, I think we, we want to see the good in people. We want to believe that people are not this way and not that way. But let's be realistic. We have been conditioned to believe certain things. We've been yeah. conditioned by society. But at what point do you look at the situation and like, okay, you know what? This is foul. This is trifling. I yes. can't change any of it, but I can move forward and be a better person. I can look in the mirror, mirror and deal with me first before I go out there and be a donkey towards other people. <laughs> because that person out there who's looking just like me is having a hard time, too. Yes. Yes. But yes. for some people, and, and it's I, still easier to that division yeah. takes yeah. away responsibility. Mm. If I put it, the blame over here and the blame over there, then guess what? I am no longer responsible when something doesn't go right. Forget the fact that I never put any work in. Okay. Forget the fact okay. that I've never done this or never done that. But the fact that I got the boogeyman over here, I can blame for this. Yeah. Then I don't have to do nothing. That's yeah. why it didn't go right. No, it didn't go right, brother or sister, because you didn't get up on time to handle it. It didn't go right, right because you had an attitude with this person over that bad potato salad, that, so you didn't walk across the street <laughs> and get right with them. You were still mad about that potato salad. We knew it was Nancy. Everybody agreed. Okay? okay. Everybody agreed, but the fried fish was all right. So give them credit okay. and let's move forward. You know, so for some people, it, it just makes it so much easier to just do it this way so then I don't have to do anything. I yes. can't, I can't okay. sit here and continue to complain about the school system, and I never went to a meeting. Look, look. I went to I keep asking. I went to Okay. People that don't vote, but you're mad at who, who won. Oh, okay. All right. So, you know, okay. we have to... <laughs> We have to really start to look at our actions. And I, I love that. I lo- That's exactly what, you know, you're talking. I'm like, we, gotta, we have to be accountable. We have to be responsible. We have to look at our own actions. 
You know, one, one thing I can see and when I come, go ahead, you go ahead, sweetheart. I just want to laugh briefly because I thought about something Brother War had mentioned previously, and we were talking, he was discussing um, the use of social media and being able to track certain things that we do, which totally agree with. Totally, totally agree with it. Right. But it is funny how on these social media outlets, you can become a supermodel overnight. You can become a psychologist <laughs> overnight. You can be a counselor yes. overnight. You can be a spiritualist overnight. And you've never done the research. You've never put in the work. You've never worked behind the scenes. So how dare you? Mm-hmm. But people do that all mm-hmm. the time because it's convenient. I'll do this. I'll be seen. But then the moment time gets tough. The moment I need you to really practice what you preach because I'm coming to you because you put yourself out there. You know, right. they come in our direction. Well, oh, we got you. That, that, that's, this is what we do all day. This is really our field. We're not only going to get you. We're not only going to say what we have to say. We're not only going to step on your toes in Big Mama's house, but we're also going to provide you with resources to move forward to be a better you. Absolutely. But I just I just had a little moment. I thought about Brother Ward, well, like Chief Ward, excuse me. I thought about him uh-huh. in that, that session, and it was just like, boom, okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. But it goes back to that personal responsibility. It's very important that we take it. Look, it doesn't mean you're going to be right all the time, but take some responsibility. And when it comes to that us versus them, stop separating your own self. You know, I've seen people that, oh no, I'm over here and I'm different because your your one hair difference. Ain't making no difference. You not different. Get in here and get this work done. No, no, but I'm not part of that group, so I don't have to do that work. I'm like, yeah, you do, you know. And so sometimes it, when I see us versus them, what I see is a bunch of excuses. I see, well, I don't want to get involved with their and, and look like I'm with them, so I'm not going to say nothing. Prime example. Oh, that's wonderful. I love the babies. The bus driver was bringing my children home late, and I was like, okay, hold on, sister. Where you been with my children, okay? Oh, well, I had to do this. I had to know. That's not acceptable. It's just not, okay? Stop joyriding with the children in the school bus. And I had to call a whole bunch of people. And I'm like, okay, am I the only parent that's concerned for their children? Yes, because that school <laughs> lives on the other side of the track. So where my son gets dropped off is on the same side of the tracks as our little hood children, okay? I don't care if they hood children or not. These babies need to be home. They don't know bus. So, you know, sometimes people get, they, they want to start that division because they don't want to be associated and affiliated. And I'm like, I don't care about association affiliations. I'm doing what's right for righteousness sake. So we have to stop being worried about how people are going to look at us, what people are going to say. I don't know if I want to be associated with this person or with that person. No, forget that. You know, what's the what's the bottom line? The bottom line is the babies need to get home. So I'm going to stand up. Exactly. All the kids that are on this side of the street, where they've been at, who was watching them, don't just get casual because no one you think no one's at home waiting for these kids. Don't start to think, well, these kids aren't important because they live in certain neighborhoods. Don't do that. 
And don't be afraid to stand up and say, I don't care what neighborhood you may think they go to, they need to be at home. So, you know, it's that kind of stuff where we have to let go of the us and the them and start just standing up on what's right. What's right? Where's the righteousness at? I know you see so many scenarios, sister, where they they try to separate. They will try to separate us in places that they don't need to be separated. Tell us about those uses and thems that you keep seeing in your community and in your work. The press and the sorority. Ooh. Okay. 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 Uh, again, <laughs> we can say front and sorrow. We can also say educated and, and not educated. Look, one thing I like about my parents' civil rights movement, my parents, both of them were Panthers. Both of them were Panthers at ages where I was still. And they they were fighting for their rights, and I was, you know, choosing my hair. So, you know, both of my, you know, back in their day, all they had, everyone worked for the cause. Everyone. Everyone. If you were a baker, you baked for the cause. If you didn't, didn't, no matter who you were, you had something to contribute to the cause. Now, people act like they don't have that anymore. And I'm like, that never went away now. The obligation responsibility never went away. It increased. So for all those people that maybe you don't have to worry about living on the wrong side of the track. Maybe you got your nice little house and a nice little car and enough clothes to keep you happy. That's wonderful. Um, But the reality is your problems are still the problems of everyone else, as long as it's a problem. And so too many of my people are two, three paychecks away from a rock bottom, not not having financial difficulties, a rock bottom. So before your job gives out, your job where someone else employs you, before your benefits run out, before all, you might need to care about some of this before that happens. So therefore, really, your problems and my problems are the same problem. You know, so we can't even socially, you know, ain't too many of us own land. Don't Not too many of us have family land that if something comes up, you can go to, you better hope you can go to Big Mama's house. You can grab a piece of porch, you know what I'm saying? But not many of us still have family homes in our lineage. We don't have places we can go back to. We don't have homes for our children, enough rooms for our children to have a room, families, in case a lot of people got caught up in Katrina because they had nowhere to go. A lot of people got hung up in Katrina because they didn't have no money no emergency fund, no nothing. They didn't have no money to get to somewhere until this blew over. They weren't there because they wanted to. They were there because they didn't have any other options because they were someone else's them. Yeah. So 
we have to make sure that we are setting ourselves up where there are no thems. There's only us. That's the kind of stuff that we have to focus on. That is the kind of stuff that we have to, to build. And when we say us versus them, that's a losing battle. That is an unequal equation. So absolutely, Mama Makita, that um, whole education versus not, even down to sororities. And, you know, I'm a sorority chick. I had a great time with my sorority and everything like that. But, you know, you can't let that divide you from someone who didn't pledge, and you can't let that divide you from someone who didn't go to school at all. College isn't for everybody. But like I said, back in our parents' movement, we didn't have the credentials you have to have now. And if you're going to go and you're going to fight for revolution, all you needed was to be black, and it was understood that in whatever capacity you can, you're fighting for revolution. It wasn't a question of if you're going to fight. The question is how you're going to fight. How are you going to help black people? How are you going to, I mean, I don't care if, if you cook food, you're going to have to cook food for the family, the whole family. You may have to get help get those children. I remember growing up, always had extra kids up in the house. My mother, Lord have mercy. I mean, we would have two and three families in the house because she wasn't going to have someone without. And that pot of rice that we had got divided up by however many heads was in the house that evening. And that was life. It was an understanding that everyone had to do their part. And if my part was sharing a room with my sisters while some other family, entire family, was in my one room, then that was my part, and that was understood I had to do it, and I had to do it with a smile. So we have to get out of the us and the them and realize that we will all be us and we will all be them if we keep allowing them to divide us. And no one wins under those divisions. No one does. I know um, another big one that I see all the time and it irritates me. I live in the country, but I used to live in Atlanta. I loved Atlanta. Atlanta was beautiful, culture, people, community, food. I loved it. I loved being able to walk down the street and see my brothers and sisters in their garb and in their dashikis, and it wasn't no occasion. It was just because that's what they wanted to wear that day, you know. So I, I miss my people, okay. But when I lived in Atlanta, you know, um, some of the biggest divides that I saw were social economic, and that is no bueno. Okay, we have got to stop, ease up, let go of the financial divides that we allow ourselves to participate in. This has got. We have to stop making. Uh, we have to stop making everything a club. Everything has to stop being. You know, this. this there is uh, an air of elitism in our communities that we have to take out. That doesn't help anybody. Family, I don't care how many fancy cars that you lease in. Sorry. Sorry for the toes. I don't care how many fancy cars you lease in. I don't care how many, you know, events that you, you know, dipping and dabbing in and, and, you know, you associating here and associating there. And 
we have to stop allowing for the divide of the social economic. I remember there's a wonderful um, museum in uh, Atlanta, the Omen Law uh, Museum in Atlanta. We go to, we have all kinds of festivals there, great speaking, everything. They have this big outdoor uh, shrine center. and I, mean, I absolutely love going there. I go to as many events as I can, especially when I see their advertised there. It's in the middle of our neighborhood. It's owned by us. <laughs> That's why we have our events there. And I love it because the community gets to hear the drum. You know, the community is always welcome there. And every now and again, I'll see, you know, some little homeboys, little homegirls come through, and they looking, they seeing, they seeing all the colors, and they're like, okay, well, what's this about? You know, what, what are y'all doing up here? Why y'all dress like that? Why y'all smell like that? What What is all this? So I absolutely love the opportunities that places like that present themselves to. But we don't have enough of them. And sometimes I've seen people go up in the museum and close the doors to the community. I'm like, hey, aren't we here for them? <laughs> Isn't this about them? Uh, aren't they us, you know? Whether they're no matter what level of us they are, aren't they us? So you know, I just say those things because we've got to learn how to reach out to the other aspects of us. Okay, don't let those divides keep you separated. You know, we have to find ways to make them realize that they are really us. It is, it's convenient for a lot of people to do right. that because then I won't have to acknowledge the fact that I have a bias or 10 that I need to work on. <laughs> so it's convenient for me to just say, oh, we're, we're just going to focus here or we're just going to mm. do this or just going to do that because mm. the moment I am uncomfortable then I have to acknowledge the fact that there's something about this person or this particular group that makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What makes me and uncomfortable about people that look just like me? Because if the cops came, we all going. I bet you'll find the... something in common then. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that hurt, right? Oh, yeah, we all going. You'll see just how much we have in common at that particular yeah. time. Your dashiki is not. I bet you will be able to communicate you. then. <laughs> right. <laughs> you mean my dashiki is <laughs> not going to make me be different? I'm not successful because of my dashiki. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Are you mean to tell me mm-hmm. police don't care nothing about my my beautiful long garb skirt? Don't care nothing about that, huh? I'm still going to. Never. Never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. But you know. And so you, that's you even more reason for us to work together now. Don't wait until there's a situation. Yes, yes. And I think, you know, you said some some words. Uh, One of the things that you said was we have to start examining the things that make us uncomfortable about them, which is us. We need to examine that for ourselves, okay? I know I do not like to see my sister's half-naked, acting, uh, I'm going to say slutty. I, I, I hate to see that. It bothers me 
and I'll make them a them. But they're not them. They're an uneducated us. You know what I'm saying? And I have to look at this woman and be like, little mama, get over here and let me educate you. Let me let me tell you how this is not healthy for you. Let me tell you how this is not love. Let me tell you know, I have to realize and, and to stop me from moving into a them, I have to really examine examine myself. What about me doesn't like this? What about this makes me so uncomfortable? And the thing that makes it uncomfortable is that they look they look like me. They look like me in the face. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we got these little chocolatey babies up here. And I look at her eyes. Her eyes, I'm like, dang, that could be my child right here. Hold on for a second. How old are you again? And then it, it becomes personal to me. And when it becomes personal, then I'm like, yeah, I can't sit here and demonize you for doing what has gotten you by, which has gotten you the attention, whatever. I can't demonize you for doing you. I have to help you understand how that's not working for you or how it shouldn't be working for you. The ways it is working for you may not be the most positive or productive. But, you know, I have to, I've recognized within myself this is uncomfortable and I know why. That still don't make them them. They are still part of me. And I have then the responsibility when you realize that that's part of you. When you realize that people are going to say, oh, y'all look just alike, except you got on a long skirt and her skirt is none. Yep. You know, y'all, y'all look just alike. Y'all could be sis. That could be your child. And I'm sitting there like, mm-hmm. And then I got to look at her and be like, baby, you got to do better. Because they're going to put us in the same category anyway. Yep. They're putting us in the same category. So there's no Whether family. you like it or not. Whether it's real or not. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I still have an obligation to care enough about you to correct you and to help you to do things the proper way. And so and when you get to that point, now you're doing something. Now you're ready. You know. But while you still calling them them and not seeing no responsibility in their actions, you're in for a lot of trouble. Because they are you. All this whole block, when they start riding on the block and you live on that block, they're not going to say, oh, which one of y'all wasn't riding? No, the news is going to say the whole block was riding. That is. It's it's the truth. It's true. It's true. You know, that's why I say I don't understand the divisions. We can't keep dividing ourselves because there's not enough of us to do that. They just want to lump us all together. I grew up in a place, I grew up in Miami, Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida is nationalist central. We have black nationalists, Jamaican nationalists, uh, Haitian nationalists, everybody believe in themselves, okay? They trust themselves, they believe in themselves. You, I thought Cuba was like a whole, I thought Cuba was Texas. You know, that's how strong they believe in themselves, you know? And so um, everyone in Miami has their own little thing and, they, you know, it's us and it's them, it's us and it's them. And I remember being part of the African American Student Union down there, and they were like, "You want me to under, you want me to care about a black problem?" And I was like, at twelve o'clock midnight in an alley in Miami, 
you going to worry about a black problem because you look black, okay? They're not going to sit here and, and ask you your nationality as they're gunning you down. You got a black problem because you look black. Now, no matter what comes out your mouth, and I don't care where you're born, you look the part, so therefore it's your problem. And when That's you right. could get them to see that, then all these lovely um, uh, islanders would be like, okay, I'm ready to listen to what you call a problem because I recognize on some levels now that I'm here, it's now my problem. I'm like, yeah, thank you. But before, they would love to say, hey, that's not my problem. You worry about that over there. That's a black problem. I'm Jamaican. You know, that's a black problem. I'm Bahamian. And I'm like, you look black. It's a black problem, and it's your problem while you're here. You can go home anytime you wish, but while you're here, it's your problem. So, you know, again, even though that us is, they can divide themselves, we can divide ourselves. I could say, oh, that's a man problem. That's not my problem. Girl, <laughs> they are our partners. They are our brothers, our fathers. They are they are a uh, half of our equation, okay? I can't sit here and say that this is a man problem. I would like to. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I would love to sit here and point that finger and tell you I told you so. And tell you, oh, I'd love to do all that. I can't. You are half of my equation. So I can't even sign off gender-wise and say, that's a man problem. So That's true. I can't, we, have to, we have to see the us in the them, even in the genders, in, in the movement, which tends to be very male-dominated. They would love to have their own. No, no, sweetheart. I promise you it's an us problem. Because when they get finished with y'all, what you think is going to happen? Okay? You go to jail tonight, who's going to bail you out? I guarantee you're going to call a woman. <laughs> ex-wife, <laughs> girlfriend, mama, I don't care. Chances are, I bet anything, 80% of y'all are going to call a woman. And and if you call a man, the man that you just called is going to call a woman. Okay, I, I just, I'm sorry. So, you know, <laughs> it's not just a man problem. Anything that impacts y'all impacts us. Therefore, there is no y'all. It's all us. There's exactly. no them. I hope you know, when we just, leave this conversation, them is taking at your vocabulary. They're all aspects okay. of us. <laughs> all aspects. And to piggyback so. off of what you just said, the reality is if you have to stay in there for more than a day, you've already changed your household's dynamics. Mm-hmm. If you're a father that's actively in the household, what do you think the children are going through to know that you are no longer there? Yep. <laughs> you know, be it for a short period, yeah. extended period, you are physically not there. So then that woman is left to deal with parenting on both sides while you're not there, as well yeah. as worrying about you and how to get you home. <laughs> you know, yeah. as well as, okay, do I need to pick up extra shifts? And then who's going to watch Yo. these children while I go and work these extra shifts? And no, I can't go to this PTA meeting because I have to work these extra shifts because he's physically not here. So exactly. all of that affects all of us. Exactly. Exactly. And one thing, sister, that you just said 
is you brought in the children. Oh, my goodness. We are so quick to think that we're only talking about adults. We're not. We're not. Children are a large part of our community. A lot of what we do, we like to say, focus on the children, okay? So we can't, the children are part of the impact on either direction, on either side. Sometimes they're the cause of it. Sometimes they're reaping the the benefits, and sometimes they're feeling the challenges of it. But the children are also impacted in this. So even as we go through the generation, we still can't get into them. We can't say, oh, these young people are retarded with, <laughs> would you say the skinny jeans? But, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Know, we, <laughs> oh. That's a pet peeve. I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know, I understand it's fashion for the young men now, but if you look like you got a yeast infection, I'm going to tell you, period. If you look like you got childbearing hits, I'm going to tell you that too, period. Why? I'm a big mama. That's what I do. You know, I mean, you can still be stylish and not have all your stuff exposed, but I will say the same thing to you that I will say to a little sister that's not dressed appropriately yes. either. So, yes. Yeah, yes. I said I, it. Big I just time. had to get her. Yeah. I had to get her reaction. I love it. <laughs> oh my goodness, that um, I've just seen some things, and I'm it, I'm nervous. <laughs> you know, and we have that's one of the things we have to learn how to have a sense of humor about some of this stuff because sometimes we have to we use do. humor in order for people to let their guards down long enough for us to now yes, have to hear me. more in-depth conversation. Yes, yes. We need to have this conversation. We need to be able to say, young young man, young woman, please stop doing that. Stop doing that. You know, stop with all these crazy challenges that are trying to hurt you for no reason. You know, stop doing it. We need to be able to do that, but we can only do that when we see them as our children. Because if you look at them and say them are crazy, I promise you'll never uh-huh. connect. You'll never connect. You'll never understand why. They'll they'll always be retarded to you. You know, whatever. You're not going to have a connection. And without a connection, um, you lost them. And we have too many different ways we're losing people. You know, let me tell you something. And I'm going to say this, and this is about religion. I know a thing or two about religion. I'm a spiritualist, and I'm serious about my stuff. I'm serious. But my religion is a choice that I make every day. Being black is not a choice. This African-American that I wear on me is not a choice. So when people want to tell me how my issue not my issue because of this religion or that religion, I'm like, look, I'm glad you made that choice. I'm glad that you thought this was so important. You're dedicating your life to it. But you can wake up and be whatever you want to be, but I promise you that brown is not coming off. So you can't choice that brown away. So we have to be real, real clear about separating ourselves, especially over choices, okay? You made a choice to go to college or not go to college, okay? That's a choice. But every day, all day, you got to use your brain. I don't care if it's been formally educated or not. Every day. (laughs) Every day. So, you know, when it comes to really working with people and talking to people, you have to go down to that common denominator. 
the things that don't change. Whether I got long hair, short hair, I can cut my hair and I can buy a wig. So it doesn't matter what my hair status is because that can change. But what doesn't matter, what can't change is the brown on that scalp. This is it. This is what I do. So we have to start to begin to see our problem from a base level. And then at that point, you will see how interconnected we all are. All of our base issues are the same. Timing is the only thing that's different. Do you have money today? In this, in this crazy recession, with this crazy president, don't get comfortable on that. You know, you you got, okay, you got food stamp services. You're like, okay, you know what? I'm not even going to go to college. I'm not going to waste my time with that. I got, I'm taking care of right here. You forget last February that this thing decided that he wasn't sure if he was going to pay out benefits to elders, to everyone. He said he he wasn't sure, and he shut down the government. So you can't even get comfortable with your little Section 8 and your food stamps because this president has told us that he don't care at all. He didn't make anything exempt. So we can't get comfortable having. We can't get comfortable not having. We need to understand we are all in this boat together. And it took the president shutting down the government to really let people see, hey, look, your stuff is not as guaranteed as you might think it is. What what are the emergency procedures from here? What do we need to be doing? How do we need to be handling emergencies, seeing how the government is not going to be handling our emergencies anymore? So we have to begin to to think a little bit bigger, and we have to take out that them scenario because this is all about us and how we are going to handle this. And for my people, okay, before I do that, Sister, what you got to say about the government and our lovely reliance and the way our government likes to treat us and them together? Okay. (laughs) Like, when you sat there, my eyes are, (laughs) because I remember how many people came into the office because this was going on and that was going on and looking for resources and really having to say, "Uh, I'm sorry, baby, but there really is none. And at any given moment, I could be on the other side of this desk. So please understand, mm-hmm. I'm going to work as hard as I can, but I can't work harder than you. Yes. Period. You have to pull your own red wagon. So maybe you can't do it this way or that way. Okay, we just have to figure something else out. You know, we can't always walk straight through the door and think that everything is fine. Sometimes, you know, we got to <laughs> dig a tunnel, jump over. Yeah. Sometimes we just got to kick it in <laughs> or build a whole new door in order for us to get the opportunities that we would like to believe is out here for everyone, but we know better by now. At least we should know better by right. now. And just as right. you stated, you know, just that quick, everything can change. And what you thought you had, what you thought you would have been able to rely on, change. I mean, a, a lot of people who are getting that Eat Better Today card, the way things are going, you're about to get a box. And in that box, you get what you get. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's really what he wants because it would save them so much money. I don't think it's fair, but I also understand that there are changes being made. So now yeah. it's like, okay, we'll help you, 
but you have to be helping yourself to a degree. They don't care if you're making $5 a day. You have to be making something in order to qualify for these other things. You yeah. know, and we just really can't rely on that solely. So most of us should know or should understand the importance of having multiple streams of income so that when something isn't going right, you got something coming in from somewhere else. It may not be as strong as, as you would like it to be, but is it enough to keep your lights on? Is it enough to keep gas in your car? Whatever you have to do, you know, we really have to do it because we can't rely on other people like that. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I'm that, hearing the word. That, that is a whole four-hour topic right there. <laughs> look, look. I'm, I'm hearing the words of a, a Chief Ward talking about, you know, this the social economic aspect of this. A lot of yeah. the challenges, the, the, the maze, the mouse maze that they make us jump through is intentional. Mm-hmm. They make money off of that. So mm-hmm. your misery, your confusion, playing around with your way of life is entertainment slash income producing for them. You got to stop and think that's not love. They don't love you. <laughs> They're not trying mm-hmm. to take care of you. You know, I'm mm-hmm. hearing uh, uh, the words of uh, Chairman Yanga talk about his communalism. He uh, two years ago, he was killing me with the communalism, and I'm like, but I don't really want to share. And two years later, I'm like, look, who's in? Who got five on mm-hmm. this? Okay, because we have to really stop and think about different ways of doing some of the things we've been doing lately. Some of the things that we're doing mm-hmm. in our efforts to be separated and our efforts to, you know, have our own have been really counterproductive. And we have, it's time to be honest about some of this. Time to be honest. So we have to see how far can we take this us thing, start with the us versus them, and then start to really think how far can we take this us thing? You know, what can we do together? You know, I everyone knows I do a lot of traveling. I like to stay in these adorable bed and breakfasts. And I'm like, look, are there any black-owned bed and breakfasts in this city? You know, where are my black-owned restaurants at so I can go and I can eat with us? You know, where are, you know, the the lounges, the coffee houses, all those things that I like to do, where are they at? You know, how do I keep my money black as long as I can? And so we, we have to begin not only to let go of the us versus them, but explore this us piece. How far can us go? How far can we go when we're really trying to help each other along with ourselves? You know, I need a win-win situation. I'm not going to be happy if it's just me winning. Then I'm going to feel guilty. I'm like, man, I, I got to come up, but daggone, you know. So we have to find ways where everyone is benefiting and everyone's okay with that. But not just benefiting, we need to make sure that people are benefiting and contributing back to the pot. You know, you can't Ooh. you can't eat all the veggies and then talk about you don't have a potato to add back to the pot. So we need people to add back to the pot just as much yeah. as you're taking out of it. Yeah. You know, well, not even just as much, just add something. So if you don't yeah. have five pounds of potatoes, we'll take the one pound because at least we'll be able to feed someone else while you work on yeah. getting the rest of that. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to be planting some seeds for you. I but you know, and then I find a lot with uh, with people that are accustomed to, especially government help, that they don't think about that part. They miss that completely. And I'm like, look, you have a washer dryer system, you know? Come on now. I'm on my way to the laundromat. Can we work together? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll use your washer and dryer while babysitting your kids while you go to work. Can we work something out? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. a lot of times people, you know, we we could do more together, but people stop short of the win-win. They're just looking for the win. You know, they're just looking for how this benefits mm-hmm. them and not how this can benefit everyone, you know. People don't understand if mm-hmm. even those big tickets. Look, take a ten dollar collection. I got ten bucks. I don't have a hundred now. I can't <laughs> help you with that. But I got ten bucks. What you need? You know, especially mm-hmm. knowing I'm going to be put in the pot. So next time uh, I need a hundred bucks, I'm gonna just come and get my ten back. You know what I'm saying? I, I call that investing. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I don't mind investing, knowing that it can be turned back around. But too many times we have people that are just trying to get theirs and they're out. That's not good. I hear it all the time. Oh, I'm just trying to catch a lick. Okay. And when the lick is Mm -hmm. over. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) You know? And when it's over. Yeah. Yeah. You wake up the next way. And, like, the amount of energy that some people put into working the system. (laughs) Yes. I'll be like, do you realize, you know, you can start a business by doing this, this, yes. and that? Because they, yes. they, you know, they got it down packed. They can tell you who has this, who's offering this, when, da, 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 da. All right. Yes. It sounds like a networking business or something. I'm, I'm, That's exactly what it is. You need to use this energy somewhere else because it, what? how did you know about this? Sometimes I'm in there taking notes from my clients. Okay, can you tell okay. me where to go for this? And I'll share that information okay. with another client. I'll tell them in a minute. I'm like, I think my other client wants to say thank you in advance because you just helped okay. somebody else. And okay. they're looking like, what? Yeah. No, you really did. And I just want to tell you thank yes. you in advance. And can you yes. imagine if yes. you were intentionally trying to help someone? Yes. Yes. How much more can be accomplished? I, I, I hear people with um, million-dollar million dreams, okay? There's nothing wrong with dreaming. There's nothing wrong with million-dollar dreams. But what about a couple hundred dollar dreams, okay? You know, so many people don't realize you can want little things. So many things start off as little things first. Let it be a little thing. It's fine. It's fine. And let it grow into something bigger. You don't have to have it bigger right this second, do you? You know, that's... Exactly. (laughs) This place on Friday. Please let me know where you're at, okay? All it takes is... Being consistent on Friday, I promise you it'll grow. But while it's growing, that'll give you a chance to bulk up on your plate, the little take-home plate, little containers. And you may have to buy a bigger pot for your spaghetti. And, I mean, there's all kinds of things that you may have to do. But don't be afraid to start your business small, but be, you know, be a business. Be, help people. Let people know. You know, that one thing about social media, we'll get on social media to – to, you know, show off my new car or my pretty new toenail polish or whatever we trying to sell or, or, or work with at that moment. But we're not w- willing to go through what it takes um, to promote our businesses. You know, I found out there's a black toilet paper maker. I was like, hey, 
I'm about to put you in business for the rest of your life. There you go. You know, we, we can be doing a lot more so that we're expanding the us. So we'll get to the point where we won't even need them. We'll be so happy operating within the us. And whenever you see one of us that is doing something that you don't like, and that's going to happen, I'm going to tell you ahead of time, it's going to happen. Educate them. Educate them. We can't just leave them out there like that. There aren't any extra people. You know what I'm saying? Educate them. Work with them. Find out why it's bothering you. (laughs) Find out why it's bothering you and work to improve that. Mm-hmm. And with some people, just the fact that someone will say something to them with love, with kindness, with genuine care and concern, they're more apt to listen because maybe they just didn't have anyone to say anything. Maybe they were without direction for whatever reason. Maybe they didn't have the elders around, or maybe this parent was incarcerated or that parent was incarcerated. Maybe all these other things were going on. So just to have someone tell them, like, guess what, you know, you know, there's a different way. Yeah. Not to say you have to do it, but let me just show you that there's a different way. You make your own choices, but I'll at least show you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm doing behavior, doing behavior health in our community. I'm working with this kid. Look there, knucklehead. Okay, guess what? All kids are knuckleheads, especially when they're not yours. And so, working with this knucklehead and. And and the kid was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. And the mother looked at me like, I just told him that three days ago. But now because you said it, he believes it. I was like, mom, just roll with it, okay? <laughs> don't, don't bring we that just, up. Don't we that just need to get done. <laughs> so mom, get thanks. <laughs> mom, just get roll thanks. with it now, okay? <laughs> but it's true. It happens like that. And And sometimes you may be that very person that can create a different understanding and a breakthrough for them. So you don't hesitate to to share with somebody. Don't hesitate to try to improve this person and improve your us. Because number one, it's never wasted. It's never wasted. They may put it in a back pocket and forget about it for a minute, but it's not wasted. You know what I'm saying? And any word that you're putting into us, I promise you it's an investment. I promise you, even if this knucklehead turns around and says, man, this crazy lady was talking to me for no reason. I ain't asked her nothing. She talked about pull my pants up. His homeboy might say, yeah, dude, might need to do that because, you know, you don't want to, you know, and it sparks another conversation. And so me, the crazy Mm -hmm. lady, is sparking real conversation between homies and homeboys, and that might help them understand better health techniques. It may help them understand you might look a little crazy with your pants hacking off. You know, it just helps them in that. So don't be afraid. And I'm telling you, our youth, our, if you are respectful to them, they feel that. Because so yeah. many of us are not respectful to them that they feel that too. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you are coming at them respectfully, They'll be like, you know, I, I will at least hear you out. I don't have to go home and change it. I'm not changing my clothes, but I, I will hear you out. And so you never know when you might be planting a seed for somebody that will grow later or that they'll take you to someone else. 
Because I know I've had a couple of accidental conversations like that. Mm-hmm. Saying something I thought was crazy. I'm like, isn't that insane? And they're like, well, actually. I was like, oh, snap, here I am getting educated. So, you know, you mm-hmm. never know when and where your education may benefit someone long term that they weren't, that you didn't even know was an issue. This is true. This is true. And just as, you know, like it or not, as I mentioned before, since we're entering that whole elderhood thing, oh, Lord, I said it out loud. Yes. Um, (laughs) At my tender age of 16 plus, you know, um, just accepting the fact that we're moving into these new understandings. And with moving into that, we still are in that middle where we can look back and be like, okay, if someone would approach me like this, how would I have received it? You know, exactly. okay, I know they hear me because they have ears, but are they listening? Maybe that approach <laughs> doesn't work well for them. Um, let me try something else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And also exactly. understand, just like you said, here you are being educated. So that same child can turn around and educate you on something. Let me know it's a silent protest that I knew nothing about. Now, if it's a silent protest, okay. But right, where right, can right, I help? Right. <laughs> you know, right. where can I help? Right. You know, right. but myself personally, just like the skinty leg jeans, I don't want to see your underwear. Period. <laughs> I'll tell you, especially if they're dirty and they got holes in it. <laughs> Seeing that at Thomas Ten, and it wasn't cute. It was nothing cute about it. Nothing. Nothing. Did I say nothing? Nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I said it. I'm big mama car. Said it, meant it, and I'll say it again. Any place. No. Nothing was as crazy as us being in Miami, Florida, wearing leg warmers. You know what those are? Yes. (laughs) Miami, Florida. And my grandmother would look at me. She's like, "Uh, baby, you're not hot? I'm like, no, no, this is what they're. I said, I'm not. Are you hot? No, no, I'm okay. And they're like, "Uh uh-huh. So young people are going to do young people things, okay? Even where let mm-hmm. warmers in Miami, Florida, where it's always late and hot, okay? So mm-hmm. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We can still approach them respectfully. We can still have expectations mm-hmm. of them. They still have a responsibility in this black fight because they are part of the with being actively hunted, our young people are being actively hunted. They're trying to mm-hmm. separate the the eggs that they can harvest in the incarceration system because if mm-hmm. you're in jail or on probation, or those are jobs. We have wardens, we have guards, we have probation officers, we have counselors that work in the court systems. We have this, we have that. Yep. All of that is part of a machine. So they're they're young people. The ones we talked about, the ones that wear lug warmers in Miami, them, they're part <laughs> of a machine, okay? We have to find ways to pull from that machine. We got to steal our children back from this machine. We, we have to, we can't just go and sign your baby up for these heavy medications because they say your baby bipolar and he's manic and it looks. Beat your children, okay? That's another topic. But, you know, some of this we have to work against because they're trying to tear up our communities. So, you know, 
because daddy in jail, daddy's not dead though. Make him write a letter. Mm-hmm. You know, do do take him up there. Whatever you got to do. You know, we have to find ways to keep us together, and we have to have as as much us as we can. So I don't care if dad's in jail. Make him write letters. He's still part of us. I'm sorry. Exactly. This is it. Because somebody goes to college doesn't mean they sell out. It doesn't. Stop ostracizing those children. They're still a part of us. Mm -hmm. So we have to let go of that us and them. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if they just like you. It doesn't matter if you understand them. They're still part of us. Exactly. And you stepped on on several toes when you started talking about these babies and this medication. Okay, uh, so <laughs> uh, yeah. my mouth was wide open when you said that, so I, I have to <laughs> baby, okay. stop making these people believe that well, let me let me go back. So you run and you put your baby on this medication, and then two days later you're in the social security office trying to get a check. If you don't stop, if yeah. you don't yeah. stop, yeah, and ninety nine percent of the time, we just need to work on some parenting things. Yeah, um, yes. I remember yes. when the overly active child wasn't classified as ADD or ADHD, but they became the teacher's pet because they were actually quite intelligent and they were bored, so they did yes. extra stuff. So then you gave the responsibility, and then with that responsibility, you saw a difference in their behaviors. But yes. unfortunately, there are some settings and some educational settings wherein they really want drones, and we're not. Yes. Find yes. out what it is that that baby like. You know, and then they don't have the art in there as much as they used to back in the day, so the drama they don't. And- the arts and crafts and the music and all that kind of stuff. So if they don't have it there as parents, you know, as community members, find a child that you can teach something to. And, and you know what? They don't have they don't have recess anymore. They don't, they, you know, and we already know that our African American and I have two boys that do very well academically, but I can tell you they learn differently. Our boys learn differently. They don't need to be sitting down for eight hours a day. No one needs to sit down eight hours. And you wonder why obesity is running rampant. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So we need we. There's all kinds of things we know. Let me tell you this: as two professionals speaking on the line, I know in the state of Georgia they do this. The school cannot demand that your child get on medicine. Be clear on that. I don't care the principal, my principal. I don't care the counselor, the teacher. I don't care who tells you that. No one can demand that you meditate your child, period. So no, it's convenient. What you think <laughs> it is convenient for the school, but these are really these are real drugs. And you're putting them in a body that is just growing. It's just beginning to grow. And in fact, if you're doing this to a kindergarten, first grade, second grade, this is when they're going to acquire the majority of their knowledge in their life. And you're slowing down mm-hmm. their brain? So mm-hmm. we have to stop and think about the intentional attack and warfare. I don't know what point it is. I sure wish a chief were on the line if he could tell me. But when we're talking about chemical welfare against African-American people, we have to also look into these drugs that they are now disguising as mental health and stabilization drugs 
and understand when they're talking about mental, physical, chemical warfare, that's part of the warfare. Mhm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't let them have give your child some unnecessary stigmatism and have the school all in your business like that. So, you know, mm-hmm. again, this is part of the them they're creating. Don't let them do it. Mhm. And then if it's really being used for stabilization purposes, how long are you going to have that baby on that? You know? Now, if you have an, an urgent crisis and hospitalization is involved and all this and that, okay, we understand. When you go yeah. to the hospital, they really don't care about You're all that stuff. They're just going to stabilize you. They're going to make sure yeah. that you don't try to commit suicide. They're going to make sure you're not trying to hurt anyone, and they're just going to do what they have to do to stabilize you, which means they're going to flood you with whatever. Everything. Everything. They'll figure it out later. When you're done, what is your follow-up? <laughs> right. You know, what is your follow-up? Right. And do you have people that care enough to say, okay, let your food be your medicine and your medicine be your food? I I say that all the time. i got big old books. Don't ask me. I'm not taking it. Okay? But I can give you some resources because the moment they stop manufacturing this particular drug, what are you going to do? You won't survive or move forward? The moment they stop making, what if something happened to this doctor tomorrow and he can't write your script? You won't be able to survive long enough till you get to another doctor. Okay. You know, these magic pills, I'm like, okay, when the magic is not there, then what? Right, right. Do you understand what this magic is doing to your body, what it's doing to your mind, you know, and and, and who is the beneficiary of this, okay? You got to stop and read, Mm -hmm. you know. Me doing mental health, I'll tell you quick, let's stop and read. Let's stop and read. Yes. Let's fully understand what we're doing. And then, uh, you know, for our for our wonderful kings, you know, some of these meds, like, they really do mess with your manhood. And I'm very yeah. straightforward about it when I talk to my clients. Like, uh, you, you yeah. read that, right? I'm just yeah. wondering. Yeah. No, you don't have to wonder, baby. It's written. Yeah. It's right yeah. there, black and white. Matter of fact, let me pull it up over here for you. And I'm going to yeah. read it. And you have it. Yeah. That, that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, I think you got oh, we can incorporate now, okay. some other stuff. You can get your prayer life up and do some meditation and some workout. There's some other ways that we can work through some of this stuff. You think I'm not tell you not now. to do it, mm-hmm. but just understand that if you do do it, there are consequences. Yeah. You, you're not going to feel good. I promise you. You know, and so yeah, like, and that can know, lead to relationship discord, and then you'll be back in here for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be sitting right here saying, did you not hear me when I hear this? So, you know, that's what I said. We, ha- we have to use some humor and laugh at some of this stuff, but understand that it, it's really coming with love. Like, wait, it's real. if you come back here, I, I, we we got some more stuff to discuss. I, mean, I had somebody came in, they went and picked up the medicine. They came back and said, I ain't taking this. And I was like, I didn't write, I didn't prescribe it to you. Right. But he, the doctor said, yeah, but yeah. did you see my name behind it? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. What, what did I encourage? Can you pass that book right there? You, you see what that book yeah. You see all these wonderful fruits yeah. and veggies you can start to flood yeah. your system with? That's what yeah. I suggested. Yeah. Now, you was looking for a quick fix. Yeah. Now, this yeah. is happening. You didn't, you didn't want to get to the gym. 
You know what I'm saying? You didn't want to stop smoking. You you didn't want to do all the other things. So now we're here. Now we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Back to that personal responsibility. We have to take some personal responsibilities because these are all issues that affect the house. Because now if you have relationship discord, then you can have family discord because, you you know, the happy wife, happy life thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So, Most happy um, lives do have happy it, lives. I tell you. <laughs> it, it, yeah, so it's like you you know when things are going that house will run so smooth you wouldn't even know certain things is happening because it's just okay. so smooth, so much love going into each and everything. But let there That's be right. some discord in a very special area of connection, <laughs> and then now you want to know why she's screaming at the top of her lungs at everything. What what it? Yeah. Calls over yeah. here, and yeah. you how you how you yeah. heard that? Because right. there's some discord that leads back to you not taking responsibility and making sure that you did A, B, C, and D. You know, exactly. but you could work together. Yeah, yeah. You you'll be yeah. one of those them. Um, <laughs> it's trying to get back. Okay. <laughs> we trying to keep families together. Who <laughs> big mama's house? I'm trying to help you before you even get that far. You know, I'm trying to get you a ball oh. couch, okay? <laughs> we ain't even got to go that far, you know. Big, uh, why, why don't you give a, you know, hugger? Big mama's trying to get you a ball couch. Come on, baby. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yes, I'm trying to help. We're trying to help. Look, this is our I contribution. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these things, these are... We get to laugh at them now until it, it, we do. And even other people are like, oh, they, they make it fun of this. Make yes, I am, I am because I have to because I have to have this big smile on my face. So when you come into the office, you understand it's yeah. coming with love. But I'm still gonna tell you the truth. Period. Yeah, I have to, you don't I have like to tell you the truth. Okay. Let me. Let me. I have to it, tell you the truth. So stop. Let's yeah. let's stop with the divide. Let's stop with the divide. You know. Let, stop playing with your body, okay? Stop being mm-hmm. in denial about your body or your mind. You know, mm-hmm. I know when I go to the gym, and, and granted, I live in the country. I'm in the gym. I'm working out. The only black person there, okay? My town isn't all white. It's just everybody else <laughs> is in Walmart buying unhealthy foods in an unhealthy environment, <laughs> doing it. I'm the only black person in the gym. Are you serious? Now, I see the others. They're in there as young as 15, 16, and as old as 80. They be in there forever. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like girl, you moving slow motion on that treadmill. You moving backwards. You moving so slow. But <laughs> I can see that they're dedicated to their health, and they're dedicated mm-hmm. to um, feeling good, and they're dedicated to making sure that their body works correctly. So yeah. even though I'm like you eight effort. years old up in here, I can see that this is important to you. You know what I'm saying? And as a as a, a race, it's important to them. I want that to be important to us too. We gotta change the way we eat. We gotta change the way we do diet. We have to change our exercise routine. We gotta change all of that. Because there's no mm-hmm. them. We can't have unhealthy in our systems and then still want to sit back and complain about they're the devil. We can't do that when we're acting devil-ish, you know what I'm saying? So we have to make sure that 
the us that is us, that we are all us. We have to be a healthy us, healthy economically, healthy with our food, healthy with our attitudes, our mental health, our spiritual health. All of those things have to become healthy. And that's when we have a a loving, healthy us, not a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. And seek out a support group, you know. Look Amen. at your circle. If you're the smartest person in your circle, you need a new circle, period. <laughs> I said it, and I meant it. You should not be the smartest person on every topic <laughs> all the time because yeah. if that, if you yeah. are, yeah. <laughs> sir, ma'am, yeah. narcissist, if you are, yeah. okay, yes, I called you what it, what it is. Now, when, when you know you have a good circle, there's someone who knows more about this topic than you that you can go to. You know a little something, but you can go over here and get expertise. More so, I know a little right. something over here, but I can go over here and get expertise. Right. You know, right. I know a little bit of something about this, but I can go back here and get expertise because that's the type of circle I roll with. Increase your support group. Amen. Find some new people to be around. You know, Amen. if you if the same people are yielding the same results and you are upset, I'm upset with you. <laughs> you know, okay. So if you're upset that you're you, it, it's a new decade, it's a new you. Yeah. But then you're still doing the same old. Then um, you got some decisions to make. You have Amen. some changes Amen. to make. That's you, not anyone else, but you have to do something and switch up your circle. And get around more positive people. If you wish to be an entrepreneur, then you need to start hanging around some people that already are. You know, feast off their wisdom. That's right. Again, That's right. if you are the smartest person in your group, Mr. and Mrs. Narcissist, you need to sit down somewhere. <laughs> I said it out loud. Yeah, I took that person on the porch. You're like, sit down. No, Please you don't get to do that. It, all the way. Sit down. Like and turn around, knees knees in your chest, turn around. So with that being said, <laughs> look at your circle, examine your circle. Absolutely. See what changes Absolutely. you can make. You know. Absolutely. I'm, and if there's I'm that missing piece that that you enjoy, you become the expert in that part. So that way you can yes, share right. it with your circle. And then also, yes. you know, I'm I'm thinking of an equation that we were, came up with that the party came up with. Okay, if we are putting in, let's say average person watches, what, three hours of TV a day, and let's say they're being silly on social media for an hour a day, and then they're dealing with some bull with their friends another hour. If you've got five hours of just complete nonsense in your life on a daily basis, how much time do mm-hmm. you got going on in your life? How much learning mm. about black history you have going on in your life? How much learning about prayer or anything productive do you have going on to come? And I'm not even talking about to increase you. I'm just to combat these five hours of negativity, the five hours of memorizing <laughs> yeah. horrible, horrible music that talks about felonies, drugs, felonies and drugs. And, you know, how many hours of positivity do you have going in to combat this constant barrage of negative energy, words, thoughts? over-sexualization, all of that. How many hours of positivity do you have going in there? We're only on radio once a week. You know, we, we don't, we're only putting out this energy once, one hour a week. So what are you doing with the rest of your time? How are you intentionally increasing yourself? How are you increasing 
you know, the thing, your your affirmations, whatever positivity that you're working through, we have to find ways to do that and to shine this light on what was called as them, which we now know is us. So we have to That's make right. sure that we're doing our part to bring up the energy and the positivity and the education of everyone. If your mom don't just think about herself, she thinks about everybody in her house, and her house is usually reflective of the community. That's Those right. Her kids, shoot, mm-hmm. as long as you in this house, you need these kids are going to be here. Look, I'm going to find you a job tomorrow. <laughs> they okay. find you a job quick so you and these kids can go live around the corner. There's a cute little house over there. You can go over there and be happy. So, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. You can't sit up in Big Mama house and not do nothing, not contribute nothing. So we have to talk about right. what we're doing to increase our positivity, how we can, even in our small communities, find ways to uplift, to build ourselves first, our family second, our communities. We got to do this. And local communities, don't think about the world right now. You know, we black nationalists, number one, but, you know, we got to worry about ourselves right here. Think about your neighbor. Before I try to go overseas, I need to find out how my neighbor's doing because my neighbor, Mm -hmm. I don't need them desperate. I don't need them without because we too close. So That's right. let's go ahead and start to care a little bit more about our neighbors, about our current situation, and do so with a loving eye. That's what this whole us versus them thing is. We have to make sure that we're doing it in a way that can be positive for everyone. That's right. So, so as we end our, our, so, our as we end our toe crunching episodes, <laughs> as we end our our situation, as we begin to wind down, you know, I, I'm gonna leave with two words, two minutes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two minutes. But I really, family, we gotta let go of the us and the them. If you learn nothing, if you didn't hear anything I said, please understand there is no us. Or them. It is only us. Only us. Okay? So anytime you feel a them, anytime you can look with your eyeballs and point and say them, I promise you there's there's four more reasons pointing back at you as to why they're us. So let go of that us and them. Begin to understand we are all together, all challenged in the same ways, and, and need to find a conclude find ways to work positively with each other. Okay. Uh what what's your two minutes on us and them? No scanty lady jeans. I'm only playing. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> be able to you know, we we laugh at each other all the time. We laugh at our differences all the time. But when the laughter is over, pull together. You know, do something positive, something productive. And when you take that time and you're alone with yourself, if you can't be alone with yourself for an hour, then you need to really work work on self because that means your personal company 
is off. And if your personal company is off, how can I expect for you to be actively a part of other things? I mean, you can't even stand yourself enough to be around yourself for an hour. Ooh. So if you can't stand, let me say it again, if you can't stand yourself for an hour, why should I stand you? Well, yeah, but for those of us that understand, you know, that we have to peel back some of the layers, um, and we can gingerly peel back those layers, let's replace the negative stuff with something positive. You Amen. know, and sometimes yeah. I have to say, I'm going to compliment somebody every every day. I'm, I'm compliment all day, you know, like I really like your pinky toe. So if that's what I like, you know, it's nice. Okay. You know, I may have an issue with other stuff, but I'm going to find something to compliment you on some way to open up a door that we can have a different type of conversation and a better understanding. Amen. So, That's wonderful. I think we should all just be awesome. Absolutely. Be grand. Well, I mean, <laughs> if it is all us, and I believe that I mm-hmm. personally am fabulous, then that means that fabulous mm-hmm. has got to be reflected everywhere with all of us, you know. So don't exactly. be afraid to be fabulous. And then share some of that with your brothers and sisters, okay? For real. Exactly. This has been a a People's Black Panther Party. This is Big Mama's house. We did this thing. We have a great time. We do this every Sunday. Next Sunday, uh, Chairman Yang is going to be on doing his political education. Always enlightening. Always enlightening. And then a week after that, we got Chief Ward coming back. He's going to educate you. And last time, he's had a couple of panels. Hot, yeah. hot information. Hot panels. Hot That's right, hot panels, okay? He's bringing the science yeah. to us. So don't let this just go and be like some, oh, yeah, oh, by the way. Every Sunday you set your alarm and be know that you're going to come here and get that science and get that information. And this is your opportunity to get something positive in you, like good, nice, warm food. This is your opportunity to be in you and to be happy and proud and understand where we're shining as black people and where we can build and grow in other places. So thanks again for spending the, the, the night with us. This big mama this big mama seven shine shot shouting out. <laughs> big, big mama. mama Makita. Makita. There you go. There you go. Thank you for the time. Peace. Peace. Power to the people. All power to the people.